HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Fairway Market, like no other market, a New York City institution that sells the best local, national, and international artisan foods for prices that can't be beat. For more information, visit fairwaymarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey there, you're listening to Let's Eat In. It's a gloomy, sort of drizzly, rainy Monday in Brooklyn. We're here at Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's Pizza, and I'm your host, Kathy Airway. So um, today we're talking about cooking at home, but also, you know, what happens when, and this is happening to a lot more people than ever, it seems, um, what happens when you can't enjoy any longer some of your favorite foods? Um, I'm joined by a guest who knows quite a lot about that, and uh, she is the creator of The Healthy Apple, a wonderful blog resource for clean eating recipes, vegetarian recipes, and gluten-free recipes. How are you? Good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Um, Fortunately, I am not afflicted by gluten-free or any allergies, hopefully, so far that I know of. Um, But um, I I know that this came to you um, at some point in your life as a foodie and, uh, you know, an avid eater. Can you tell me a little bit about that, Amy? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I just been able to eat pretty much anything I wanted and um, got diagnosed with um, not being able to actually have dairy. So I had a dairy allergy growing up. Okay. And uh, gluten came in college, which mm. was about 10 years ago, and no one even knew what gluten was. <laughs> so I had cut out... For some reason, you know, all the breads were bothering me and, and, you know, cookies, different things like that. And I would be having soy sauce at a sushi restaurant and I would be getting very sick. And, you know, no one knew really that gluten You're probably was like, soy it's, sauce. it's it the sushi, right? <laughs> it just wasn't obvious because you'd mm-hmm. think like gluten is in all like breads, right? Yeah. So that happened. And then as time went on, I just got more and more. And it's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy. So I eat at home and live in Manhattan and it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. And by the way, me and Amy are going to be on a wonderful panel, hopefully a wonderful panel at Just Foods conference, annual conference uh this 
No, next Friday at the just Friday, yeah. Yeah. So we're we're going to be talking about how to um, kind of uh, be an expert and uh, you know raise. I don't know. It was something about like blogging, and then so so now <laughs> I should say Amy has become a major voice in gluten free writing. She's a consultant, private chef, and um, helps a lot of folks get over their eating allergies. So congrats yep. to that. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the Just Food Conference. It's such an honor. Um, yeah, thrilled. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit now about, is, is that what motivated you to start writing and sharing recipes through the Healthy Apple? Yeah. So I do. I update it um, once a week with new recipes, all gluten-free, dairy-free. Um, a lot of them are grain-free, um, soy-free, and it's a lot of fresh vegetables and protein and Healthy fats. So, you know, just getting people to start eating real clean food and showing them how easy it is, you know, just to eat regular food and not eating out of a box. Right. I, I personally cannot eat anything out of a box. My body reacts and swells up for 48 hours. So it's pretty impossible to go out to eat or to, you know, just get a snack on the run or anything like that. And that has been a major reason why a lot of people are choosing and learning how to cook. Um, at home and how, how to cook for themselves in a way that is clean and basically not going to make them sick. Exactly. And it's hard, too. I mean, a lot of people just either, you know, they say, I'm lazy, I don't want to fix it, or they're just, you know, they're just really finding it as a challenge. So mm-hmm. it's so much fun for me. I just got back from cooking for a client this morning, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It's just great to help people. Yeah. You mentioned something about you. a lot of your recipes are grain-free, too. What about whole grains? Are they... I, I thought they were kind of in the safe category. No? Yes. There's yeah. a bunch of gluten-free grains that are great, but I actually, because I have, you know, so many different autoimmune markers, you know, like a celiac, I do not do any grains because all grains bother me, but that's just individual, you know, by person. So... It's kind of like paleo. I'm not sure you've heard of paleo. Um, no. It's not eating beans and grains. So I personally oh, cannot. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's my digestive tract. I cannot digest beans and I cannot digest grains. So I cannot do either of those. So, but a lot of my recipes, you know, are grain-free. Some of them, like the one up today has quinoa in it, which some people think is a grain, but it's actually a seed. Mm. Uh, you know, when I do a lot of gluten-free, I'll make a gluten-free healthy pizza or a gluten-free healthy pasta, a lot of salads, um, you know, using a bunch of different fresh ingredients. I'll have to take a look at your gluten-free pizza recipe because I am always wondering how to make a, you know, a bread that rises and all that stuff with, uh, with as little refined wheat as possible. I guess you've done it with absolutely none, so yeah, <laughs> i got to uh, check definitely. that out. Um, so paleo, that, that means like paleolithic, it, it dates back to, I guess, the earliest humankind eaters and, and what their diet was based on. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, you know, I pretty much eat a lot of protein, um, healthy fats and vegetables. So, you know, a lot of avocados, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, a lot of, um, a lot of greens, tons mm-hmm. of leafy greens, tons of veggies, um, you know, and you you can really stay sustained. A lot of people wonder, oh, my gosh, how do you do it? But, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many ways to make, to bake with almond flour and coconut oh, flour. Wow. You can make 
and cupcakes and cookies or bread, whatever it is that you want. Wow. Yeah, that kind of like opens up a new like dimension of creativity, I bet. So I'm I'm curious, do you have any um like I'm sure you've done a lot of research on this and I know you're working on a book which I'm very excited about. Um do you know why this is afflicting more and more people and is it am I correct in saying it's more particularly happening to women than men? Well, you know, it's interesting. So many people think that, and, you know, I think, I'm not sure. I'm actually looking up and doing a lot of work on the, like, the statistics for my book because it does seem that there's a lot more women that are affected by it by men. Um, mm-hmm. We're wondering, you know, is it just because women are more, you know, in tune with what they're doing or, you know, listening to their bodies and going to the doctor, things like that. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of like, you know, like the GMOs in the wheat is in the food is not the wheat that we grew up with 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. Okay. It's a completely different wheat. It's, you know, fortified with all this junk and everything is taken out of it and it's pretty much stripped of everything, you know. It's ironic. It's fortified with junk. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. So we didn't, you know, things were, used to be processed a lot more pure without the chemicals. Do you... Have you identified, like, anything, um, any, like, chemical to look out for on ingredients that we can... It's amazing. I mean, there are so... It's so sad as to how many ingredients are in some of these foods. I mean, I just tell my clients, I say, you know what, stick with not eating out of a box. I mean, obviously, you know, every once in a while you're going to get, like, a salsa or a hummus or something like that, and that's perfectly fine, but I say... Stick to, and I don't even say the perimeter of the food store anymore because the perimeter of the food store is now oh, right. <laughs> so much stuff out there. So, you know, it's really just sticking with, you walk into the food store, make your list, make it, make protein, healthy fat, and whole grains. Make those columns for yourself and figure out what is it that I'm going to do to achieve all three of these columns before I walk out without touching potato chips or anything out of the box. And it's, it's so easy. Right. Like like what Ma- Michael Pollan said, don't eat anything that's been advertised in some way. It's so true. You know, I used to look at the shinies, like, you know, the the magazines that come in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Weekend. I don't even look at it anymore because I can't eat any of it. The and, ads stuff? You know, yeah. It's amazing, too, even beauty products anymore. It's all, you know, all the big beauty brands. It's all a bunch of junk. I hate to say it because it's a lot of chemicals, and it's just like putting chemicals into your body. You're putting it on your skin. Right. So it's just so, sometimes I just feel like it's so hard to, you know, to look where you're going. Where do you find yourself shopping um, more commonly? Uh, you know, I do, a Whole Foods Market is my go-to. I mm-hmm. love Whole Foods. They've got some great stuff. Um, so I'm really there a lot. Vitacost.com, uh, they've got some great products. So I get a lot of my, like, spirulina, chlorella, things like that on Vitacost. Um, Vitacost? Is that, like, a website? Yep, Vitacost.com, okay. yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, th- thanks for, like, helping clarify some of those um, some of those pointers about, you know, just general clean eating. And, and I think that... For better or for worse, even if you're not afflicted with these things, then looking at, you know, cooking just whole ingredients and, you know, you mentioned like hummus or salsa and figuring out how to do it yourself um, is fun and is also just going to be a lot healthier for you. So I, I like looking at your recipes because, you know, I'm just inspired to do so many more things. 
it's so true. It's so true. And a lot of people just, too, you know, don't understand how to listen to their bodies and realize, you know, my father used to go through a box of Tums a week. And I switched him to almond milk and he hasn't touched the Tums. Tums? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you don't even, he's 100% Italian. I'm like, you didn't even realize that milk was affecting you. You just kept doing it. And then once you take it out, you realize it. It's amazing, isn't it? Does your father-in-law now cook more? <laughs> I know he does. Yeah, he does cook a lot. Wow. That's, that's pretty impressive, you know, for folks who are kind of older and set, more set into their ways. Are you finding it's, a lot of people... Um, sorry, were, were you going to say something? Or? No, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Do you find a lot of people who are young um, having to pick up these skills for the first time with, you know, and trying to coach them through making, um, I don't know, just anything in particular that you find um, interesting or um, that you find yourself teaching over and over again? You know, just in terms of like a recipe that people like or in terms of like an actual, like a, a kind of food trend, is that what you mean? Oh, a recipe or a certain like technique. Yeah, I mean, just simple Simple recipes. I try to stick to you know poaching fish or poaching chicken or something that are roast vegetables. Yeah, quick things like that that they can stock in the fridge for the week and are set. You know, oh. huh? Definitely. So, um, do you? What do you think about like raw diets too? Because that's obviously very simple and um, easy. Time. It is. I do a lot of raw. I eat a ton of raw vegetables. I love raw vegetables. I don't eat all raw because I do, you know, eat non-raw things, obviously, cooked foods. And, you know, every once in a while I'll do a, a, some organic um, some organic chicken or turkey, something like that. Mm. But I always tell people, you know, raw vegetables are great. There's tons of enzymes in it, and it's wonderful. Right. It's it's very simple and hands-off, hands you know, mostly. Um, yeah. I, I can't wait to ask you some more specific questions about dishes that you're cooking up because the, they look so delicious on the Healthy Apple um, we're just going to cut to a quick little musical interlude, and we'll be right back for more of that. Great. Thank you. Thanks. You're listening to Let Me In by Snowmine on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Hi, I'm Steve Jenkins from Fairway Markets. We support Heritage Radio Network because all you folks listening are so genuine, so dedicated to serious food, so much a part of what this country needs to strive to become. People like you are few and far between. It's obvious to us at Fairway that we've got to stick together. Our desire is that the word gets out about Heritage Radio Network in its support for serious food, foodstuffs that offer memorability and and timelessness, authenticity, and, and rarefied quality. This country grew too fast to have established any degree of a heritage. Europe had centuries to develop. America has not. Heritage Radio Network serves to hasten the evolution of a society that often appears coarse and uninterested. For more information, please visit fairwaymarket.com. All right, we're back talking with Amy Valpone, creator of The Healthy Apple. She is an expert in gluten-free, vegetarian, um, clean eating recipes, and is a private chef 
Hi. Hi. <laughs> so what exactly are you cooking up these days? Um, you know, it's winter. Maybe a lot of people are seeking something really hearty and satisfying. What's a What's been a hit lately for your cooking a, repertoire? A ton of soups. Um, mm-hmm. I will, um, you know, roast a bunch of sweet potatoes, carrots, rutabaga, some fennel, maybe mm. some parsley. And then, you know, cook them up, whip them into the food processor and make a nice soup. Um, along with, you know, cashews and almonds, different oh. things. You just top it with, you know, arugula and, um, you know, some, you know, if, if the client wants some Parmesan cheese on top, or if not, maybe nutritional yeast if they're vegan or, you know, dairy-free. That's, first of all, you said roasting fennel, which I haven't thought about actually cooking fennel in too long. That sounds awesome. And, and then you said you had, like, creamed cashews or some other nuts is that like to provide like the the kind of creaminess instead of dairy exactly yeah nutty nuttiness that sounds awesome um okay i learned something (laughs) (laughs) that sounds awesome though did you go to culinary school i didn't actually i grew up in the house where my entire family cooked i learned from my Mm -hmm. two friends one was 100 percent polish one was 100 percent italian and they pretty much taught me everything. Uh, we also have a family restaurant in New Jersey where I learned to cook a lot. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I've been cooking, you know, since the, the early days. And did you cook uh, with lots of veggies growing up or was it totally different? Like entirely different or similar? You know, it's very interesting. My Italian side was not so much vegetables, but they were more into like the pastas and different things like that, the eggplant parm those kind of dishes, and I've learned how to make them healthier. But the Polish side, yes, it was a lot of vegetables, a lot of simple foods. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you really, really miss and you can't figure out how to recreate, (laughs) like pasta? Oh, no, I don't miss pasta at all, actually. It's so funny. Um, Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I actually miss. I just said to someone the other day, you know what I miss? And I, I can't remember it. <laughs> you probably don't miss the stomach aches. <laughs> That's one thing. Like dessert, you know? Uh-huh. Definitely kind of, some kind of dessert. Like my, my grandmother used to make this German chocolate cake. That was oh, amazing. Gosh. Things like that that you, you just miss. Well, they make now flourless chocolate cake um, a lot. Mm. And what about like a like something, you know, like an apple pie crust? Have you figured out how to make like a pastry crust without gluten? Well, I don't do a lot. When I do baking, I keep it very simple. I try, I try to just use um, regular gluten-free baking mixes. Like or almond flour? Kind of almond, almond flour, coconut uh-huh. flour, and make it like a, a fruit crisp in the oven. Um, but I try to, you know, the gluten-free baking is so tricky. Yeah. And I don't like using all the xanthan gum and all of the additives that you have to add into <laughs> it. So I just like to keep it very, very simple. That's, yeah, I'm surprised that a lot of people are, or some recipes are recommending that, those additions, but I guess they do their part um, in creating something similar looking. I I find, you know, a couple times I've made something gluten-free for friends, and um, I find that, you know, using whole foods like nuts, like almond flour, it was actually a delightful, flavorful twist on a classic that I thought was couldn't be changed for the better already. Is there any foods that you find that were actually much tastier after you had to, th- after you thought you had to like sort of reinvent the wheel to make them? 
know, I'm trying to think. I would definitely say, you know, it's amazing. I think almond milk has really, really taken off and just tastes amazing in a lot of recipes. So I'll use that and coconut milk Mm -hmm. in a lot of desserts. And even like stir fries, like, um, you know, some kind of, whether I'm making a shrimp uh, Thai dish or, you know, maybe making some kind of, um, I think I have coconut milk or almond milk in a couple of my um, breads that I've made, like coconut loaf breads, sweet potato breads, things like that. And they come out so well. It's like, then they're so nice and creamy. Yeah. And they, they have like this nutty flavor that, that I'm sure carries through. Mm-hmm. Um, yum. Okay. So what advice would you give to somebody who's not sure if they're gluten-free yet, but are suspecting they are because they're having some sort of symptoms? Um, it, what, what should they do before going sort of whole hog? Or well, should you know, they go? A lot of people actually don't even have symptoms, but they have celiac or they have gluten intolerance, but they don't even know it. So a lot of times it takes a blood work or some kind of a colonoscopy to test for it. Oh, I see. They are having issues. You know, try just, you know, looking online and seeing what is in gluten. You know, what is out there? It's in soy sauce. It's in marinades. It's in salad dressings. It's in mustard. I mean, it's in everything. So it's kind of like soy, you know. It's in, it can right. be in tea. It can be in chocolate. So things, it's not just in breads and cookies. So, you know, try cutting it out. And see if you feel a difference. You know, give yourself a good, like, six weeks. Mm -hmm. And if that helps, then, you know, I would say, you know, definitely try to pursue a gluten-free diet. Yeah. So right now we're sitting at Roberta's. I'm looking out into the window of the dining room watching all these people eat calzones, pizzas, sandwiches. (laughs) Have you done any consulting work with restaurants? Because I know, you know... I don't know. I could only imagine that a lot of customers come here looking for something gluten-free on the menu, and they, you know, as as a you know a business, they would want to respond. Have you done anything um, with restaurant? Hello. Have I gone into restaurants? Is that oh, have you done anything to to help consult with restaurants um, to to yeah. work some gluten-free? Yeah, I do a lot of that. Um, our family restaurant down in New Jersey, I've, I've gotten them to do, you know, gluten-free pasta, gluten-free pizzas, but I do a lot of restaurant consulting, mm-hmm. and it's actually one of the best parts. So I developed a menu for uh, Donald Trump's Soho Hotel here, Trump's Soho, and I developed his whole menu and a spa menu that's gluten-free, dairy-free. Wow, the whole menu is, or is it like a separate menu that's no, gluten-free? No, the, the whole menu for the spa is entirely okay. gluten-free, dairy-free. Wow. Um, and they have a whole separate menu for everything else. But I do a lot of that consulting here in the city. And even um, nationwide, I've worked with a few restaurants um, in Seattle and Dallas, in L.A. So it's fun and, it, you know, it's really great and exciting for me. That's one of the best parts. Yeah, that's congratulations. That's, that's huge. Um, I would imagine that it would be very difficult for some restaurants um, that are maybe attached to their dough crust recipe and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true and even like you know I was in Dallas a few weeks ago and you know there was some kind of soup on the menu mm-hmm. you know a lot of soups have flour in them and no one knows it oh that's right yeah like a bechamel or something yeah. at first yeah it's very interesting so what would you say for a cream base say like cream of cauliflower soup that normally is thickened with flour what's a good answer for that that's gluten free I like to um, to thicken it up with I always use uh, ground cashews because okay. they're nice and creamy. Some nutritional yeast is always great if they can do yeast. Um, 
and then almond milk, and then I like to really like thicken it up with vegetables. So yeah. I'll say like sweet potatoes or carrots or spinach or something like that that will really get nice and creamy. And that's a lot healthier for you than flour. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a little more expensive. Thank <laughs> you. But it tastes so it tastes delicious, you know, especially get that nice sweet flavor from the vegetables. Right. So um, we're going to move on to a little fun question here that I like to ask every guest. But what do you think, in your opinion, is the most romantic and date-worthy meal? Hmm. Like if you could plan the menu. Love making, I love roasting turkey. Oh. I absolutely love it. That's one of my favorite things to do. So That's a first. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, I would say definitely roasted turkey okay. and, um, you know, some kind of, like spinach salad with uh, mm-hmm. Swiss chard, you know, and maybe some raspberries and like some fruits inside. Wow, that's that sounds fantastic. Oh, what do you, what do you do about the gravy though? Because that usually has flour to thicken it. Yeah, so instead of gravy, I take fresh oranges and grapefruits. Mm-hmm. Um, squeeze them on top of the turkey. Oh, and then I see. Use the um, the remainder then to put fresh herbs in there. And then you just take that, the whatever, like, remaining, and use that as your gravy. That sounds really bright and colorful. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm sure it looks beautiful. Yum. It's and so what about stuffing? So a lot of people, you know, are attached to that bread, uh, you know, stale bread crumb-based or crouton-based stuffing. Mm-hmm. I actually have a few stuffing recipes right on my website that I use. Mm-hmm. A few gluten-free breads that are great. Kenyan Bakehouse okay. is a wonderful brand. Uh, you can get them at Whole Foods Market. I like them a lot. Can you just take those breads and just cut them into small little pieces? Okay. Yeah, then you can make a little crouton, or you can make stuffing out of it. So there's a bunch of gluten-free breads that are pretty good. But again, there's a bunch that are, you know, that don't taste so well. So it really is about trial and error. But I found that Kenyan Bakehouse is one of the best brands that everyone really likes. Um, or you can take like a gluten-free cracker, like Crunchmaster Cracker. Mm-hmm. And they're rice crackers. And you can just take those and grind them up and use those as breadcrumbs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and your chicken or whatever it may be. And since, you know, breadcrumbs are meant to be scraps and, you know, those croutons are something left over in your kitchen, I would imagine that you'd have a lot of that, you know, stale bread hanging around if you're, you know, if you're shopping for this kind of food anyway. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I like to even grind up a combination of pistachios, walnuts, pine nuts, and um, cashews and grind them up for breadcrumbs instead of using, like, dough and, and bread for to cook your chicken or your fish or your tofu or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. your nutrients. Mm-hmm. Now, so when you're consulting with clients about how to shop for their food better, do you, um, do you, because, you know, it's winter right now and there's so many things that are not in season and with a very heavily vegetable-based diet. Do you have any general pointers for how to find something that is as pure and wholesome and as in- inviting and fresh as can be right now? Well, I would say definitely stick to, you know, in-season produce. It's so important. But if you can't get into in-season produce, you know, frozen vegetables are not terrible. Yeah, you know, not yeah. it's they're fra- they're flash frozen. Mm-hmm. So sometimes frozen vegetables are you're better off with frozen vegetables than you are with fresh. So you know, in the middle of the winter, you know, the berries obviously are not fresh, and they're going to cost a million dollars, and you know, they're not really giving you that antioxidant punch. So 
I would say definitely go for the frozen berries and pop those in your smoothie or into your you know, your very crumble or parfait or whatever it may be. That's a good point. You know, I have seen actually at the farmer's market um, a lot more farmers selling frozen peas and, you know, stuff like that. And I think that okay. that's a, that's an exciting change for me because there's only like potatoes in the crates now. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise. No, I agree completely. It's so true. All right. So what are you cooking today? Well, let's see. This morning... I made a delicious poached chicken salad mm. with apples and scallions, basil, cilantro, carrot, uh, tomatoes, and what else? Um, some dried cranberries. And I am also making some homemade hummus, uh, guacamole. So those are nice and easy people who just put those onto toast, onto, you know, stuff them into devil eggs, whatever it is that they want. They're just great to have on hand for kids, right. for and yeah. to fill into meals, you can put them into your tacos, into, you know, a sandwich instead of mayonnaise, you mm-hmm. know, different things like that. Yeah. Love it. Well, I, everything you, everything you cook, I'm so inspired because it sounds so healthy, but it's like so colorful and nutritious and it looks like something you'd probably get at a restaurant for a lot of money. So <laughs> it's, it's been wonderful to read your blog and I can't wait to see more about your book, um, do you have a date for that, or I know you're still working? Yeah, I'm and, still working on the proposal, mm-hmm. so we're in the very beginning stages, but um, hopefully soon, within the next hopefully you know year and a half or so. And it'll be a cookbook, right? Based on yes. yeah, yes. all these type types of techniques. I'm so excited for that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So meanwhile, check out the Healthy Apple, and um, you can also catch Amy and myself at the Just Food annual conference on March 28th. So that's about it for today. Thanks so much, Amy, for joining us. Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website, or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.